If you have your Bibles, lift them up tonight. Lift your Bibles up. Put your Bibles up there. Oh, yes. Now wave them. There you go. Her dad used to say, we'll wave and get the devil out of here, all right? So uh, we want that, all right? So let's go ahead and let's open up your word of God here to Psalm 1, please. Psalm 1, as we look here tonight at Psalm 1. Decision and destiny. Decision and destiny. And what we should do as a Christian in praising the Lord. Psalm 1. This first psalm is called a prologue. It's an introduction to the book of Psalms. And most of you do know that, but there is a contrast here of two destinies in this psalm from which every single man has to choose, and that's you and me too. And we all, some of us have chosen that. Most of us have. But every man must choose what's described in Psalm 1. Now the benefit of the succeeding psalms is determined by the choice that man makes in Psalm 1. Every, the 16 Psalms is determined on this. So let's read the word of God here in Psalm 1. Notice verse number 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree, planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit, in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord himself, the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Let's pray. Father, Lord, help us tonight. Thank you for the word of God. I thank you, Lord, for this passage of Scripture and others we'll look at here tonight. Thank you for this privilege of being able to be in your house. Now, Lord, I need you. Everybody in this room needs you. We cannot do anything without you. So help us to just fall at your feet. Give us wisdom. Give us a heart for others, I pray. Help us, Lord, tonight to see ourselves in a very important way. And we'll thank thee for it in your precious name. Amen. Notice here in Psalm 1, the blessed man. It begins there, right here with the blessed man in verses 1 through 3. I want you to notice here, the blessed man, his life is characterized by deliberate uh, separation from evil. Again, look at verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the uh, seat of the scornful. In other words, this man does this. He chooses not to walk with those who give him ungodly counsel. He doesn't stand in the presence of those who constantly uh, disobey the Lord. He will not sit with those who scorn right living and truth. I want you to notice the sequence there. Walk, stand, Sit. Might want to underline those words. Walk, stand, sit. If you do not want to sit with scorners, then, then, then don't stand with sinners. If you do not want to keep company with sinners, then don't walk with those who have an ungodly influence on your life. In other words, <clears throat> we need to understand here 
um, that we need to evaluate those we do uh, have, we call friends. And we all have friends. And this doesn't just apply to young people. It's us here. And we need to evaluate our own friends. So if you will receive the blessing of God on your life, you must decide against ungodly counsel, sinful friends, and the company of scorners. Now think about that. And we, to be blessed and, have, and be a Christian life, we've got to do those things in this world that we have so many attractions to that, that, that does us with this, with this um, flesh that we have. So his life is characterized by deliberate separation from evil, number one. Number two, we notice here that the blessed man's life is characterized by separation to God. Those from evil, but now separation to God. Look at verse two. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. So, as you well know, you all today, we all, this is the middle of the week. All of us this week has already had a life full of activity. Today might have been a life full of activity. But of all the things that's going on, all the attractions around us and demands that are on us, the blessed individual makes time to know God through reading his word. Through reading his word. And notice here, it's not just reading this word. We've got to go a step further. We've got to meditate on it. We need to meditate on it. It says day and night, but we need to meditate. In other words, we need to think about the word of God and apply it to our life and let God's truth be a part of our life. You see, have you done this? All of us are guilty. We can do it with the Bible. Uh, I, I can read books and just read words. They're just words. And we just read the words, but we don't think a thing about what we're reading. Have you ever caught yourself doing that? And then go back and, man, I, I didn't read that very well. I could go back and read that again. And really concentrate on it. And really meditate on it. The Bible is a wonderful book. It's the book of all books. It's the Word of God. And a lot of people think... <clears throat> And even sometimes, I know as Christians, we may think sometimes it's too hard to understand. Well, God is the teacher. He's the Holy Spirit. He will teach us. He'll, 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 he'll bring things out to you that you've never seen before in the Word of God. But what do we got to do? Read it and meditate upon it. And ask God to give me a principle on what I'm reading. I might have to go back there one time, two times, three times. I may have to go back there many times. I may need to write that verse on an index card, a three-by-five card, and put it in my pocket and take it out throughout the day and meditate on it. It might be something I really need. I need to meditate. And so to be blessed, I need to do those things. Notice number three. The blessed man's life is characterized by stability. Verse number three. And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall also not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. In other words, now notice what God's doing here. The blessed man, the individual man's life, the one that knows the Lord, he's compared with a tree planted by a great water source. Some of the greatest trees you'll see growing is by a riverbank, a great water source. Some of those can be the song of the tallest. And, our, and the great water source here is the word of God. 
In other words, the blessed individual is going to absorb and respond to its truth. And just like a tree's network of, of roots absorb water from the river nearby. In other words, we're kind of like a sponge. We soak it up. And we want to soak it up. Just like the roots of a, of a plant needs. It needs watering. But notice it starts with the roots and spreads up. And so the thing is, we notice here that um, the blessed man will have this. What's going to be the results of it? Well, number one, the results will be this. As a tree will bring forth fruit, so the blessed man will bring forth spiritual fruit. The same way. If we absorb and, and, and be like the planted uh, tree here, we're going to absorb these things. Number two, the leaf of the tree will not wither. That's what the Bible says here. The leaf of the tree will not wither. So comparing that to our spiritual life, the spiritual life of the blessed man will continually be healthy. Oh, what do we got to do to a plant to keep it healthy? We got to give it water. And so we need to keep it healthy. So we need to continue to get into uh, upon the hidden source of nourishment. And our hidden source of nourishment as a Christian is the Word of God. We need our, this is our nourishment. This is our, 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 our promises that we have as a Christian from day to day. We get nourishment from the Word of God. And yes, it does bring conviction. And yes, it does bring some things that we need to have in our own life. But that's the purpose of the Word of God. So we see here in the first three verses what the blessed man ought to be. And my question to you right now, are you on that choice? But look at the next three verses. The ungodly man. Notice here, the number one, that the ungodly man is described in a really a bold contrast to the, ble the blessed man. In other words, we said that the blessed man is stable, but the ungodly man is instable. There's no instability in him. In other words, the Bible says here, look at verse 4. The ungodly man are, are not so. Excuse me, the ungodly are not so. But are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. In other words, here we see he's like a wheat shaft that swiftly blows it in whatever direction the wind catches. It just goes everywhere. Just like the wheat of a plant goes, the shaft of it. And so he's just blowing. In other words, He's an unstable individual. He follows the thinking of the present day. Listen, we got too many thinking like the present day. And we need to be careful ourselves because we'll get trapped in it. Very easy. In other words, everything around us, we got to see, and as has been preached to us, everything is spiritual. In other words, I got glasses on tonight, and sometimes I wonder if they help me. They do help me, though. But you know what? I think we need to put on the spiritual eyes of God. And we need to look through the eyes of God at the circumstances around us so that we can make the right choices. But I got news for you tonight. Even if we did make the wrong choice, and we all have, we got a God that'll forgive us. And we gotta remember that. We gotta go back and get back on the boat and keep selling. But my point is here is that the ungodly man is not saved, he's unstable. Do you wonder why we're living in an unstable world? That's the reason. 
It's unstableness in their mind. They, have no, they do not understand the truths of God. They're not saved. They don't understand why in the world would you go to church on Wednesday night, for example. I remember Don and I had a neighbor years ago. And, uh, uh, and he, he made a comment to me one time. And he, he was a funny man. Well, I talked to him all the time. He would never go to church. And the thing was, he asked me one time, now I notice you go to church. And he said this to me, I know when you go to church, you got your Bible in your hand. Boy, that's convicting. Second, he said, why do you go to church on Sunday night? And then I see you going on Wednesday night. Now, I understand Sunday morning, but why do you go with those times? And then he said, I see you going other times. He, I go because I want to fellowship with God and fellow Christians. And I want to be part of the local church because Christ died for it. Did he understand? No. I'm sorry to say that. A lot of people don't understand things. They're not going to. They're just not going to. And my question to you is this. If you're older and got saved when you're older, did you understand? No. You didn't understand either. So the thing is here, I just wanted to remind you here that this unstable man has no anchor in the truth of God. He has no anchor upon which he can test his thoughts. You see, our thoughts are tested. He has no anchor of truth. We have the truth. We have the blessed truth of the word of God. And this is where we can seek to have wisdom from God and to seek him in our daily lives. Are you doing that? Did you seek him today? Think about it. So we see this. Now with this all in mind, I said to you that this is the introductory song. This is a prologue to the rest of the Psalms. But I do want to remind you something here. Though it's not God's choice that anyone should reject him. It isn't. And that he, thus that person be eternally separated from God. He gives us a choice. Now I know it's Wednesday night. And we say, okay, that's a Wednesday night crowd. But only you and God know if you're saved or not. Only you and God know that. So I just want to remind you tonight you have a choice. Our decision determines our destiny. And I want you to think about that. If we think about that as a Christian, that the decision of man is determined their destiny of whether they're going to heaven or hell, we might have a better compassion toward them. I want you to think about this. So tonight, if you've never seen him as your Savior, oh, accept him. And you should make that decision. God will forgive you. And he does. And then... When you ask God to forgive your sins, to come into your heart and believe that he died on the cross for you on Calvary and that he rose from the dead, then you'll become the blessed man here described in Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. That's when you'll become the blessed man. When you see Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in your body. He unlocks the truths of the word of God, enables you to grow to just like that tree planted by the waters. As Psalm 1 gives to us. Now, if you've received him as your Savior, I want to remind you here, then your choice is one of daily submission. We've got to daily submit our lives to God. 
through delighting in him, meditating upon his word, and obeying his word. So my question to you, does your life exhibit these qualities of spiritual uh, stability, fruitfulness, and prosperity? With that in mind, I would like you to see I, uh, that this probably might be the theme verse of the book of Psalms. Turn to chapter, or Psalm 29 rather. Psalm 29 verse 2. Psalm 29 verse 2. <clears throat> There's a lot, all oh, these verses, but this, we could say this is the theme, considered the key verse to the book of Psalms. Notice here, Psalm 29 verse 2. Give unto the Lord the glory, do his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Now, folks, you say you're saved and I say I'm saved. Then we need to look here and see who we need to praise then in our daily life. And of course, that is God. What is praise? Have you thought about that? What does it mean to praise? What is praise? Praise is a heart response. Praise is a heart response which expresses gratefulness and adoration to the Almighty God. That's what praise is. Of course, who is to be praised? Well, according to Psalm 138, all creation, including you and me, ought to be praised. See, the Bible says there, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. He knows you very well. He knows me. And all creation is, is, to, is to worship God. I don't know about you, but I know this week, have, have you noticed how the leaves have just, oh boy, they brightened up here. They have. I went up and looked out mountain today, just beautiful. They are, and they are just beautiful. Now, let me tell you something. Those leaves are praising God. They're praising God. Nature. God created every bit of it. He says that the rocks will cry out and praise Him. We need to praise Him. We're, and, and so we need to think about that. Who is to be praised? The Lord is to be praised for who He is and what He does. Do you praise Him tonight? Do you love Him tonight? Well, let's think about this. Number one, He's to be praised because He's majestic. He's a majestic God. In, in Psalm 96.1, honor and majesty are before Him. He's a majestic God. Number two, He's glorious. In Psalm 138 again, great is the glory of of the Lord. We glorify. He's glorious. Number three, he's excellent. According to Psalm 148, praise the Lord for his name is excellent. We have an excellent God. He is great. He is a wonderful God. Turn over to Psalm 48. This just occurred to me. I, just, I think this is it. Psalm 48. We have a great God, a wonderful God. You're a blessed man. You're a blessed person tonight, individual. We need to praise God. Encourage you to do so. Look at Psalm 48, verse 1. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation, verse 2. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. <clears throat> As the sides of the north are the city of the great king. Oh, he is great. By the way, do you know that? Do you know that? That's a little chorus we sing sometimes. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Sinai on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. 
good, isn't it? Singing it. Got it now? Let's sing it together. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness, beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth, is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great King. I tell you, there's a lot of psalms like that. There are songs, we can put them to a tune, but there's many like that. So remember that. Also, He's powerful, of course. We praise Him because He's powerful. That's the reason. Number six, He exercises loving kindness. Psalm 63 says His loving kindness is better than life itself. God loves you. His loving kindness is with you every hour of the day, every, every moment of the, of the storm. He knows about it. I like this. We, who is to be praised? is Him. He provides salvation. No, you can't get to heaven without S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N. We sing that with the kids. That's a good one for us too. Salvation. No, you can't get to heaven without it. Uh, he's the, uh, the Bible says in Psalm 18, uh, let the God of my salvation be exalted. We praise Him. Uh, he comforts. Look at Psalm 42. You're right there next to it almost. Psalm 42, verse 2. Psalm 42, verse 2. He's a comforter. I love this. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God, whom I shall come and appear before God. My tears have been, have been many, meet day and night, while thou continuest saying to me, where is thy God? In other words, during those hours, during those hours, during those hours, he will comfort. He will comfort. And you know what? If, if you haven't experienced it, you will. But I promise you, he'll comfort you. Listen, who is to be praised? Well, God. He's a judge. He judges too. Uh, we've said this tonight. Number 10, he counsels. He gives us counsel. Psalm 16. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. Listen. Isaiah tells us this. He's the great counselor. He's the mighty God. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the Everlasting Father. He's the counselor we need to go to. Now we have counselors. We have those we can go to and talk to. But let's go to God. Just put it at His feet and say, Lord, this is what I need. Will you help me? You know He promises He will. We don't know how it's going to work out, but it's going to work out. Listen, Yesterday is gone. Today is just about gone. Tomorrow I do not know about. But I know who holds tomorrow. Do you? I know who holds tomorrow. I know who has the future. He's in control. Oh, I love this. We praise him because he exercises mercy. In Psalm 118, it says his mercy endureth forever. Oh, folks, aren't you thankful for the mercy of God? He's a merciful God. We don't deserve heaven. We deserve hell. But he has shown his mercy, his grace for each and every one of us. And we have it because we praise him because he forgives. I love that. Psalm 103. Just go over there. Psalm 103 real quick. Psalm 103. Notice this. 
verses that you may have seen or done, but look at verse number one. We're praising him. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. We're saying that as a hymn. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all my benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Listen, he forgives sin and he heals diseases. Stone's a good example. He's taking care of them. Praise the Lord. That's why we should praise him. I love how this family is showing praise and glory to God on how Stone is being taken care of by God. And we need to do the same thing in our own lives. I praise the Lord for that Miss Betty's here tonight. Praise the Lord. I praise the Lord Jerry here. I praise the Lord that Linda Eller had a birthday again. Do you praise him for what he's done for others? I praise that he got, I got here safely. Didn't have a car wreck. By his grace, we didn't. Praise him for the, uh, we say the little things, but they're big things at times to us or to other people. Everything with God is all the same. So remember that. Now, here's the thing. How do we praise? How do we praise God? Number one, we praise him with understanding. All right? Psalm 47, sing, he, sing praises with understanding. You see, we need to, uh, we praise him with the understanding that he's God. We praise him for who he is. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. That's the characteristics of the God that we serve. Our finite minds, this human mind, cannot comprehend it. We don't understand it all. But what we have to do is we have to try to be more and more and more striving to be like Jesus. We're never going to get to that point on this life. But we will one day. But he wants us to be more and more like him. To strive to be more like him each and every day and every hour. Have we failed? Yes. Have we failed? I failed today. If you're honest with yourself, you failed today. I felt today a thought, a wrong word. But think about it. He promises, though, if we realize what we've done and ask forgiveness, he'll forgive us of it. Because he loves his children. He loves his children. Just like you parents love your children. Oh, God loves us probably even more than we lo you love your children. That's hard to imagine, but that's true. Okay? In this human... So the thing is here, uh, how do we praise him? We praise him with our whole heart. Okay? In other words, Psalm 138 again. I will praise thee, how? With my whole heart. Every being inside of me needs to praise the Almighty God. Everything I have needs to praise him. Listen, I need, I need, to, I need to do that. I think about it. I, I, I mentioned the leaves. I was thinking about this. I, I don't know. It just came to my mind. All these leaves are falling. Yeah, I know. They've got to rake them up. But you know why? There's a, billions of leaves just here. I think there's a billion leaves in my backyard. But you know why? God knows how many there are. You know how I know that? He knows how many hairs on your head. He knows every leaf that fell off that tree. How do I know that? He knows when a sparrow falls. He knows the number of leaves on a tree. 
He knows how many branches on the tree. He knows how many rocks are in the are. He knows how many little pieces of sand are on the beach. That's the kind of God you and I serve. Then why would we even hesitate to serve God Saturday? Why would we hesitate to come to church on Sunday? Why would we hesitate to come on Sunday night or Wednesday night? Why would we hesitate when there's services here? Because when we do miss, and we do miss sometimes because of providential hinder, or we went away. God, I, I, all that happens. But let me tell you something. When we are not here, we're missing a blessing. When we don't go to the fall festival, we'll miss a blessing. When we don't work at vacation Bible school, we'll miss a blessing. It is hard work. Well, what in life is not hard work? There's nothing wrong with hard work. And we need to teach that. And we need to teach it to the young people. But you know what? Serving God is hard. It's not always easy. And, it, and, 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 all, and, and things get sometimes miscommunicated. Sometimes I think we just need to step back and take a breath. And stop a minute and say, Lord, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. Help me to put my eyes on you and not on the circumstance. Because sometimes we put it too much on the circumstance, what's going on at that time, and it gets us upset. When it's really little. We're all guilty of that. We need to think that way. So leaning, here, here's a, with understanding how we praise, with understanding with a whole heart, number three, with an attitude of praise, Developed through four things I want to give you. An attitude of praise developed through four things. One, learning to be grateful for ordinary events. Just the ordinary events of life to be grateful for. We need to step back and just say, okay, I got one foot out of the bed. Now you can let me get another one. I need to be grateful that I can get up and walk. Because there could be a day you couldn't, as some have experienced. I need to be grateful for the ordinary events of life. Ordinary. We just kind of just forget. We, we're so busy. And I've done the same thing. and Did it today. And think, I want to talk about this tonight. The ordinary things. Learning, number two, to see the benefit in every event in order to please Him. You know what? Everything does, it happens because God does allow it to happen. We need to see the, the benefit of it. We need to see there's a benefit why this did happen. I may never know this side, but one day I will on the other side. But He will give us in time and show us why this has happened. And we will get a benefit from it. And then, number three, learning to regularly express gratitude. Now get this, not just to him, but learning to express gratitude to other people. Gratitude to other people. Thanking them. Grateful for them. Appreciate them. 
see their needs, do something for them. And I'm thankful to say this, and I believe I can, and others have said, our pastor said it, I believe we do have a church that does care. And I praise the Lord for that. I, I see it. But let me remind you something. We can always do more. Don't think we're there. We've not arrived. We never will. We got way more to do. We have a lot more to do here. I have a whole lot more to do if God gives me breath. You say, well, I did this for that person. Well, don't look at it that way. You need to say, praise the Lord, I did it for him, and move on to the next one. <laughs> Be grateful. And then number four, regularly saying or singing the praises in the, in, back to God. Regularly singing the praises back to God. Saying it back to him. Uh, singing is a wonderful thing. Good, good music. <clears throat> music that glorifies God. Glorifies God. Let, listen to that and sing it back to Him. And then tell Him, praise the Lord. But a song in your heart will give you a step to, to go forward. There's no doubt about that. It will. We need to praise the Lord because He's blessed you. You're a blessed individual for this, these things. We need to praise Him. Okay? So the thing is here, let's remember that He's given us all these things. I could go on. I just gave you half the list. He protects. He delivers. He answers prayer. That's all praising him. He gives spiritual blessings. All these things. <clears throat> the operating room was astir. The doctors and nurses in their spotless white uniforms were hurrying about the room. A renowned Christian singer was to be operated on for cancer of his tongue. Suddenly, the patient held up his hand and said, Wait, just a minute, doctor. I have something to ask. The doctor walked around to where he could look into the face of the singer. When this is over, doctor, will I ever be able to sing again? The doctor was speechless. There was a big lump in his throat. He simply shook his head. The tears came down the singer's face. And he trembled. Then he appealed to the doctor to lift him up. The doctor did lift him up. <clears throat> the singer said, I've had many a good time singing God's praises. Now you tell me I can never sing again after this operation. So, doctor, let me sing just one more song before you operate. A song of gratitude and praise to God. Then from that operating table, with all the doctors and nurses, the audience there, in tears, he began to sing in forgettable tones, Oh, for a thousand tons to sing. God's Redeemer's praise. The glories of my God and King. 
the triumphs of his grace. That singer sang that, smiling through his tears. He lay back on the operating table. His hands were stripped down. The local anesthetic applied. The operation proceeded. But get this, God was near him to comfort him. To remember that. Great song. Would you get it? Page 53. Turning your hymn books to page 53. Let's everyone stand. I hope tonight that you realize, if you know the words your Savior, you're the first part of Psalm 1. But the rest of the Psalms go right in line. And I want to, and our desire tonight is the Word of God to encourage you. I hope it did. That we need to praise Him. So let's take this song right now and let's sing it together. Oh, for a thousand tons of sing, just like he did on that operating table. Lift your voice up as we sing, all right? Oh, for a thousand tons to sing, my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of here in these grounds in this place and let's just pray that the lost will come and visit us that's what we want to see in one another again if you can help us tonight in the gym would you please stay behind and help set up and we appreciate it let's pray father we praise you tonight we thank you lord for the word of god we thank you we can learn and we can see that we need to praise you more so i pray dear father lord each one of us help us to serve you help us tomorrow in our workplaces God indirect, and yes, we pray for the sick, and many of them, they're, they're, they're having troubles. Many of them, even their troubles, <clears throat> we see some that are really praising you in that time, and that's what an example that is to us. Now, Lord, God is to direct us. Be with our fall festival again, Lord. Help us, Lord, as we set up everything be done, all done for thy glory. In your precious name, amen. Thank you, and you may be dismissed. <laughs>